following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Ask not what your country can do for y'all. Oh, yeah. That was Churchill. I don't know why I turned into Judd from Pet Cemetery. Ask not what your country can do for y'all. For y'all. Go down that road. I did not have sex with that woman. I feel like Ray Romano doing a Bill Clinton impression. That was JFK. Oh. Damn, that's scary. Hey, Greg. I uh, haven't seen you in a couple weeks, buddy. How you been? Oh, hey. Yeah, well, I went on a little bit of an adventure. Oh, I do love adventures. Tell me about it. Yeah, well, spent last weekend... A little place uh, familiar to both you, myself, and the audience called Intersex, Pennsylvania. Well, we all know what happens there. We're all trying to forget what happens there. I know, I know, uh, I'm sorry. To be fair. Instead of a Piggly Wiggly, I was at an Airbnb this time. Oh, good. Yeah, but there was a little bit of a confusion, a little bit of a discrepancy. Uh, I showed up. And some other asshole was in my fucking house. What? What'd you do? Well, you know, I came in and I spent the night with him. As one would. Uh, you know, separate rooms, of course. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, sure. we, uh, you know, we yeah. shared a bottle of wine. We did our laundry together. I made sure the sheets were nice and clean. Of kind of crazy, though. Woke up in the middle of the night to a rapping. Okay! Yeah. Gently, it came a, a tapping. A tap, tap, tapping. Made me a little mm. paranoid. So, the next morning, naturally... While my new roommate was away, took a little look in the basement. What'd you find? Well, this is where it gets a little crazy, my friend. A secret passage. A what? A secret passage. Opened by rope. Whoa. There was a bedroom in there with a fucking video camera. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, a rusty bed frame. One of those old camcorders from the 90s that nobody uses anymore. Yeah. Uh, but that's not even the weirdest part. What's the weirdest part? A fucking channel. A what? A channel. It's a, a combination of tunnel and channel. They have them over in Europe. Ah, oh, yes, of course. Yeah, but this one was in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's kind of a weird place to have a channel. Intersex, Course. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, you know, being the curious type that I am, I went into the channel, took a little look around, investigated, so to speak, and uh, you're not gonna believe this one. What's that? I was captured <laughs> by by a completely nude savage woman with large milk-filled teats. <laughs> oh my God, Greg! Yeah. That was me! Wait, what? What? You were in the channel? <laughs> no. That was you in the channel? Oh. No, no. You know, I, I was going to say, it didn't really look like you. Also, you've never trapped me in a pit, which is, uh, that's what she did. Yeah, I was Whoa. in a pit. Yeah, a great covered pit. So then what happened? I spent several days and nights in complete pitch darkness, uh, and every once in a while she came by and dropped those big old teats through the grating to feed me. Uh, you oh, know, you suckled. Some, yeah, well, you know, at first I didn't want to, but yeah, got kind of bored. So, <laughs> you know, after a while, you learn to look forward to it. Yeah. I mean, you need nourishment and you can only jerk off so much. 
I'm only a human being. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, naturally, uh, I lost all track of time and space. I don't know how long I was actually in there. Uh, you know, 24, 48, 72 hours, whatever. My eyes never actually fully acclimated to the darkness. Uh, so, uh, I felt like I was blind the whole time. Until one day, a friend showed up. A visitor, another man, also got trapped. That was me! Oh, wait, hold on a second. That was you? Yeah! No, that wasn't me. Oh. I didn't think so. Well, who was it? Alleged rapist Justin Long. Hey! You know what? That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, he did mention rape. Yeah, a lot of times, right? Mm, he incriminated himself several times. You know, just in, in conversation, that's all we really had to do down there was, uh, you know, talk about our previous experiences. And he is a criminal. Yeah. Yes, um, yes, I'm confident in that. But, you know, no sooner than uh, he admitted his many, many crimes to me that uh, we both kind of tried to escape. We got the fuck out of there. I found an old man in a bed. He shot himself. We escaped to a water tower in the neighborhood. It gets really fucking crazy from here, man. Do you actually want to hear how this story ends? I mean, kind of. He kicked me off the tower. Um, I landed on my fucking back, broke my spine. The weird, savage, big-titted woman from earlier jumps on me. I had no choice but to shoot her fucking eyeballs out. Yay! Oh, you and, had a gun uh, this whole time. Okay. Yeah, well, there was a homeless man in there somewhere. Uh, he got eaten. Um, Justin Long's dead. And, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm in the wheelchair. Oh! Hey! Ladies and gentlemen, we are... We are... Damn! Damn! That's scary. My name is Micah. Micah. I am coming out of Reno, Nevada. And then over there in Buffalo, New York, is the mustachioed God among men, Greg. Okay, Smarty. Go to a party. Girls are scantily clad. Show them body. A chick walks by and you wish you could sex her. But you're standing on the wall like you was Poindexter. I love Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> well, other than uh, your very exciting week, Greg, how have you been, man? Well, I am in a wheelchair. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, so that's tough. I bet. But I did join a uh, very competitive basketball league, and I am ascending the ranks quicker than you might expect. Ah, the WNBA. All right. Yeah. Uh, did you save any of that breast milk? I'm, uh, I'm on a big white Russian kick. You know what? I can't find it in stores and nobody can get the flavor right. It's just... That's a shame. I should not have killed that woman. Yeah, well, you know. She was very harvest, Very maternal. Harvested her. Yeah, it reminded me of your mother. Oh! oh. Well, uh, I mean, other than all that shit, did you watch anything this week? Well, I was living in a dark pit in a tunnel underneath an airbnb in intersex pennsylvania so my access to television was limited um hey i don't know you said there was like a video camera down there i figured maybe you'd have a little fun i don't know they had breastfeeding videos on repeat just non-stop and right. that that thing was like 45 seconds long and trust me i haven't memorized like i could i could repeat the entire fucking thing for you here we yeah. go first find a comfortable spot to breastfeed <laughs> Support your breast with one hand and your baby's head with the other. Next, line up your baby's nose with your nipple. Ah! 
Once sucking begins, you'll feel a tugging feeling. If your baby doesn't release, slip a clean finger into no, the- No, 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 no! I did watch a couple of trailers, though! Yay! You want to talk about them? Okay, don't act too enthusiastic about it, but yes, I do want to talk. <laughs> I'll talk more about this breast milk. It's straight-up Cambodian, yo. Some good ass breast milk. <laughs> the first okay. one is called The Forest Hills. <laughs> yeah! Starring Ed Furlong's enormous torso and the shattered husk of Shelley Duvall. Somehow Ed Furlong turned into a human thumb. Somehow he's still alive. Some he's not even a thumb, he's a toe. But like not even the best toe. He's the he's like one of the middle toes that nobody really cares about. Oh, the one that you could lose and still walk on? Yeah, yeah, he's an inconsequential toe. I met a female that willingly has sex with him. Go on. Monica Kina. You mean uh, the Monica Kina? Yeah, the Monica Kina. <laughs> From Freddy vs. Jason, and they actually met on set of 2009 Night of the Demons remake. The Monica Kina? From Ed Furlong's house? Yeah, they're still together. You may have met her at Ed Furlong's barbecue or <laughs> in Ed Furlong's pool. The fuck is this Columbia House <laughs> Records? What the shit? So we have the Forest Hills. If you sign up now, you can get 10 Monica Kinas <laughs> for just a penny a piece. You'll have such hits as Terminator 2. That one movie with Willem Dafoe. Who could forget Pet Cemetery Part 2? The crow that nobody knows which one it is. That one Aerosmith music video. The Forest Hills. That movie with Shelley Duvall? Well, most of her. Yeah, she, uh, Shelley Duvall is just a husk. I think Stanley Kubrick has most of her consciousness in a jar at this point. Take it to the zoo. Yep, just like, uh, Richard Nixon's head in a jar in Futurama. Just floating free. It's okay. You saw it on the television. Yeah, the, the Forest Hills is a werewolf film that is uh, really going heavy on the backwoods scenery as mm -hmm. well as the gore. It follows uh, the lead singer of Slayer uh, who goes through the woods. It looks like it's an AA meeting for werewolves. Uh, his name is Rico, who's played by Chico Mendez. She's tormented by these nightmarish visions after enduring head trauma while camping in the Catskill Woods. This actually su looks surprisingly good. And if you don't actually want to see this movie, at least donate to Shelley Duvall's GoFundMe. She's got some medical issues that she needs to take care donate of. Donate to Shelley Duvall's OnlyFans. Shelly, did I ever tell you how hot I think you are? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, God! Oh, Jesus, help me! I'm very confused. Well, and then next up, we've got another trailer for The Last of Us. Ooh. Starring Oberyn Martell and the surviving abortion of the Mormont family from Game of Thrones. Yep. And if you don't know about this yet, why don't you just go fuck yourself? This looks fucking incredible. It's coming out in January. Watch The Last of Us. You love the game. You're gonna love the show. Take a look at the trailer. I don't know what else to say. One word to describe the trailer for The Last of Us haunting okay it's very very haunting trailer it really sets the tone for the show just dark 
depressing. And the spore mushroom zombies look amazing. Yeah, the effects look specifically great. I'm looking forward to this. I'm very excited. Our next trailer is called Soft and Quiet. Oh, you said soft. Mm -hmm. Yeah, soft and quiet. 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 What the fuck is this movie about? Soft and quiet. I actually don't know. I have no idea what this is about. I watched the trailer more than once. I still don't get it. I don't know. There's a bunch of women in what appears to be a southern asylum, I think. I think it was a book club. Oh, well, I fucked that up. You dumb idiot. Yeah, I think it's a group of lesbians in a book club Well, uh, that have nothing better to do than murder each other. This just got a whole lot more interesting to me. And Now, my thing about movie trailers is either they give you too much or they don't give you enough. Mm-hmm. I have... No idea what the fuck this movie is about. It was a it was a, a group of women talking, and then all of a sudden they're very frantically cleaning up what appears to be a crime scene. Well, I've heard that it is a courageous work of art. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I've also heard that it is suspenseful, unpredictable, and nerve-shredding. Oh. Yeah. All right. I've also heard that it grabs you by the neck and doesn't let go. Oh, yeah, that's uh, the new thing now in pornos. Yeah, I'm just uh, I'm just reading the reviews here. I have no fucking idea what this movie is about. Yeah, apparently it's a, a volatile chain of events. Mm-hmm. I guess we're just going to have to see it. Or it's don't. A, it's, it's a movie about a... Uh, bunch of big lesbians fighting ghosts i think that's what you were uh that's what you were getting at right are there ghosts in it i don't know well it's in select theaters right now and then it'll be on uh digital uh, you know vod all that shit by the end of the month this is one fucked up book club boy howdy like the time i masturbated in that elementary school library no 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 it's okay i was still a kid one time I masturbated <laughs> into the jar of Shelly Duvall's consciousness. <laughs> as soon as you pop, you got to open the lid really quick so she doesn't get out. And you shoot it in there and then close it up. The crazy thing is, it's not just my semen in there. There's also Stanley Kubrick's. And a little bit of Nicholson. A lot of bit. And that fucking kid with the teeth. And Scatman Carruthers. That fucking hair lip kid. Oh god, fuck that kid. Danny in the Kubrick version wasn't that bad. Danny in the fucking Stephen King version was terrible. Oh, from 1997 with the the lead actor from Wings? Oh, he was disgusting. That child was gross. Yeah, that kid was so gross. He had a bowl cut and just fucking something about his mouth really turned me off. You know what? That kid from the Shining, Stephen King, the Shining movie, made for TV movie, that kid just did fucking nothing for me. Not even a wiggle. Oh, my sweet Jesus. So then our next film is called Something in the Uh, Dirt. Oh, I thought it was going to be something about Mary. Nope, it's Something in the Dirt. Okay, but what's in the dirt? Something. Oh. Yeah. The opposite of nothing. All right. And this is from the directing team, the legendary directing team of Benson and Moorhead. Directors of The Endless. Yeah, those guys. 
I think they both directed and starred in The Endless. Yeah, The Endless is uh, really good. If you haven't seen The Endless, I definitely recommend checking it out. It's, oh, it's streaming great. on Shutter. Very good. It's it's phenomenal. It's, it's cosmic horror at its finest. It's mm-hmm. really fucking good. Which uh, leads me to there's something in the dirt. It kind of has like an X-Files feel to it. Yes. It's a, it's a two-minute-long trailer, and it gives nothing away. No, like, major spoilers. It kind of gives you the feel of the movie. A little well, bit of comedy. It looks like it's uh, two, maybe, brothers I in California. I believe there's a, a strong comedic element to this one was the impression that I got. And based on the trailer, I would describe it as a beautiful mind meets a deep impact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I just made that up completely. That makes no sense. Kind of wanted to see the look on your face on that one. When the Blu-ray releases, I hope they have that on there. In quotes. And the damn that scary thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That could be our first one, man. Much like the trailer for Soft and Quiet, where the only way you'll know anything about it is by reading what some other idiot has said. (laughs) Grabs you by the neck. Yeah, I think you you can just throw these out there, right? Not only is it a beautiful Miami's deep impact, it's uh it's pie plus uh let's say Independence Day. Hey, oh, all right, I like it, I like it, I like it. How about Shine meets Jaws? It's like the human centipede combined with the day after tomorrow. Requiem for a dream meets Armageddon. How about Sallow meets Pacific Rim? How about yeah. Forrest Gump meets the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? How about Schindler's List meets Back to the Future? Irreversible meets The Godfather. How about a Serbian film meets The Day the Clown Cried? It's like 2012 meets Too Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. It's like The Hobbit Trilogy, but with way less rape. <laughs> hey, Greg, yeah, how about we get into the news here, buddy? I would so, like that. Uh, well, my dude, apparently November 6th is marked as Stranger Things Day. They turn it into a fucking holiday. And in order to celebrate select theaters, they screened Stranger Things Season 4, Volume 2. You didn't know March 6th was fucking Stranger Things Day? So you haven't even watched this yet. Asshole. But the uh, the creators of the show, the Duffer Brothers, they actually teased the first episode of the new season. Mm-hmm. The first episode is titled The Crawl. Which uh, will kick off the last season of Stranger Things. Not to be confused with The Krull, which is way more glaive-focused. What? Krull? That movie with the the, the flying knife thingy? Yeah, it's called The Glaive. Oh, it has a name? That's what I just said. Yeah, it's about about The Glaive. Stranger Glaives, season five. Have you seen season four? Yes, Greg. I've heard it's very good. We've talked about this. <laughs> Asshole. I'm just kidding. I've seen it. No, you haven't. <laughs> I didn't care for it. You didn't see it. You would have been. You would have told me if you saw it. Yeah, I watched it on a plane. No, you didn't. <laughs> you watched Heather's on a plane. I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. What song does everybody like? Saint Anger. Kate Bush. I think she might have been in it. I don't know. No idea. No. Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Now check this out. I know you're a fan of 28 Days Later. What? I know you're a fan <laughs> of 28 Weeks Later. I sure am. 
Well, Danny Boyle is talking about coming back for 28 months later. Well, that just sounds fantastic. Tell me more. That's right. He said, I've been very tempted to direct it. It feels like a very good time, actually. It's funny. I hadn't thought about it until you just said it. And I remembered, bang, I got the script, which again is set in England. And it's very much about England. He sounds like he's being facetious. No, actually, he was pretty serious. <laughs> oh, I could, oh, okay. He uh, he has a script for 28 months later. And he said he forgot about it. Bang, Bang. you just reminded me. Ah, yeah, maybe he was being an ass. Sometimes it's lost in translation, you know what I mean? You know what, man? After reading this, it sounds like this is never going to fucking happen. Yeah. But a boy could dream, am I right? Sometimes there's a language barrier. Like when I was in Taiwan and I thought that that lady boy was over 18. Oh, my God. Greg, that was me. <laughs> Wait, what? Justin Wong? I ended up in this wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dodging ah. Interpol for two decades. You got to go to Thailand to pull that shit off, brother. Hey, man, uh, Salem's Lot is getting the reboot treatment. And apparently this adaptation is going to be much more faithful to the book. This is Gary Doberman's adaptation of Salem's Lot. Doberman? It's in the works right now. Uh, Dober Doberman. 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 Look for Salem's Lot to come out next year. Apparently, it's sharing the same release date as Evil Dead Rise in April. I'm ready. Are you ready? You know, my grandfather used to own a Doberman. I uh, used to take him for walks in the park. It's always a problem. Words of wisdom, Lloyd. Words of wisdom. Ate a lot of apples, that Doberman. A lot of them? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, this guy's name is actually Doberman? Yeah. Doberman. Are you out of your fucking mind? So, have you watched the new Scream yet? You know I did. No, you didn't. Fuck. Yeah, no, I, I, I faked it. I haven't seen Scream Five. What do you got for me? Dickhead. Well, you better watch it before March thirty first, twenty twenty three, because that is when we are going to get Scream Six. Is that the one with Justin Long? Alleged rapist Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, apparently this is Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Just like Jason Part 8. Just like that. My favorite Jason movie. But instead of only having the last 15 minutes in uh, Manhattan, New York City, apparently the whole movie is going to take place in the, the Big Apple. Well, that's much better. Yeah, a, sure. A film that's faithful to its title. That's what I like to see. Ghostface Takes Manhattan. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first, folks. DTS. That's going to be total shit. Hey, man, Jenna Ortega's in it, and the way I see it is now, she is uh, one of the new Scream Queens. Okay. So is Samara Weaving. Yeah, I like Samara Weaving. I like a good Samara. Hugo Weaving's daughter. Really? What did she say about me? That you were a bad man. Oh, I'm not so bad. Wait, really? I don't know. Oh. If she knew I was coming, why wouldn't she leave? Call the police. In January, we're going to get that Blood and Honey movie, the Winnie the Pooh uh, slasher flick. I thought that was supposed to come out at the end of this month. It was, but it got pushed back. Yeah. I guess they're still doing uh, post-production shit to it. So the director of that movie, Rise Frank Waterfield, 
is going to dig a bit further into making child properties into unsettling horror takes. Mm-hmm. And we are going to get Peter Pan, the horror movie. So in keeping with this theme of taking children's franchises and making them unsettling and horrific, mm-hmm. we're going to take the story of a boy who refuses to grow up and swashbuckles with pirates, <laughs> alligators with ticking quacks <clears throat> in their mouths, and flies around uh, with a bunch of kids dressed as animals. You know what? This um, sounds potential for terror, if you ask me. I think this is going to be awesome because there is that whole underlying factor that Peter Pan is actually evil. evil. And that Captain Hook is one of the lost boys that got away because Peter Pan won't let you grow up. When you reach puberty, huh, he kills you. Well, because then you're useless to him. Just terrible. It's either that or he cheats uh, Tinkerbell like a flashlight. Well, it's less pointy than the fucking crocodile. That's a very good point oh! hey you noticed that i did yeah I, I word things very specifically when i'm talking about peter pan so now that's gonna be like a new trend now uh we got winnie the pooh we got mm-hmm. peter pan okay. what else would you like to see uh, a childhood tale turn into adult horror teletubbies i mean that kind of was already horror yeah they're already pretty fucking scary i was thinking a nice like little mermaid movie how about barney Right? Again, that's the you're that you're, motherfucker you're... telling you how much he loves you, but then he's also fucking giving you the old baby bop. I love you. Yeah. You love me. Yeah. We're a happy family. Yeah. See, you're going a different direction. You're going with like I'm waiting for you to start talking about like Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, like. Well, that's Sesame Street. That's a, already a whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking more along the lines of like uh, like old like folk tales that are supposed to be like whimsical and fun for the children. You mean like Dracula? Fucking Frankenstein? Oh, man, I think I lost you here. Um, The Mummy. That's the one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, Universal's The Mummy. Yeah, Universal's The Mummy. Very good, Greg. The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Everything you're saying is wrong. Have you seen The Wolfman? Mads Mikkelsen and Brian Fuller are going to re-team to bring us Dust Bunny. Now, Brian Fuller and Mads Mikkelsen, of course, we all know and love from the Hannibal series. Greg, did you ever get a chance to watch the Hannibal series? There's only three seasons? I did, actually. It was fantastic. Did you watch all three seasons? I did, yeah. I actually love Hannibal in all of the seasons amazing and yeah. uh controversial mads mickelson the best hannibal lector yes well played mr mickelson yeah although i'm not i'm not sure i totally agree with you uh anthony hopkins is pretty fucking iconic in that role well it's because he killed the bear killed the motherfucker gotta kill the motherfucker what one man can do I'm not okay. We've done that every episode in the last every episode. <laughs> it's it's October. Much. Let it happen. God damn right. So back on Dust Bunny, the Hannibal Dream Team. We got Mads, Brian Fuller coming back, joining forces. Uh, apparently, this this movie Dust Bunny uh, revolves around an eight year old girl who gets the help of a neighbor who is Mads Mikkelsen, 
Just uh, like in- Justin Long, it revolves around an eight-year-old girl. Absolutely. Allegedly. Excellent! In order to kill a monster that lives under her bed. Apparently, this is going to feel like a 1980s family horror uh, flick. Mm. Kind of like along the lines of uh, Monster Squad. I love the sound of that. I'm going to go check it out. Production of Dust Bunny will begin in January 2023. Okay. Speaking of Brian Fuller, I got some uh, other very interesting news. Uh, A24 is actually bringing us a Friday the 13th prequel. Good. Which will be coming to Peacock. Starring Pamela Voorhees. Yay! Right? Yeah, well, Brian, yeah, definitely. Brian Fuller. (laughs) Brian Fuller has actually been trying to reboot the Friday the 13th franchise since 2013, but then all that bullshit between uh, Victor Miller and Sean Cunningham kind of fucks shit up. Yeah. So Victor Miller is involved in this. Sean Cunningham is not involved in this. Victor Miller is the one that penned the script for the original movie. Sean Cunningham is a Jason Voorhees guy. Yeah. where Victor Miller is a Pamela Voorhees guy. Good man. So since he has the rights to the name Friday the 13th, mm-hmm. and since he has rights to the character Pamela Voorhees, Elias Voorhees, which is Jason's father, yeah. uh, he is producing this shit. So let's uh, see how this fucking pans out, man. I can't wait to see a bunch of camp counselors fucking drown this kid in a lake. Honestly, I, I'm looking forward to that. I really hope that happens. I hope it follows a pregnant Pamela Voorhees. I hope it has her giving birth to this mongoloid baby yeah. out of her asshole. She's just sniffing glue while she's pregnant, smoking cigarettes, yeah. drinking paint oh, thinner, yeah. you know? I mean, it was the, the 50s, man. What do you expect? Just taking shots, Please? eating bratwurst. You know what? Yeah, bratwurst will give you birth defects, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's science. That's how I ended up in the wheelchair. <laughs> Tell your mom ended up in the wheelchair. All right, all right. (laughs) It was just because I was a 10-pound baby, okay? 10-pound butt baby. Oh, that's what Jason was. Just came right out of Pamela's butthole. Like a fucking watermelon. Right into the lake. Take her to the lake rock. Splashed a hole right through the bottom of that canoe. (laughs) Came back with murderous intent. He wasn't so much born as he was laid. So... Damn That Scary is about to report to all of you that William Fredkin, fuck, that William Fredkin, Fredkin. the cre- Fred Fredkin, Fredkin, Fred- Fredkin, Fredkin. I think you did it right. Yeah, the guy that yeah. basically wrote and created The Exorcist mm-hmm. is not involved at all with the new Exorcist trilogy. Oh, but do you know who is involved, Greg? Justin Long close shit come on come on greg Greg. who's involved with the exorcist trilogy who's doing it stephen fredkin david gordon green oh that was my second guess yeah Mm. after david gordon green completely ripped the halloween franchise oh expect the same with the exorcist trilogy wait you didn't like the way that that franchise resolved Oh, yeah, they dropped the refrigerator on him. You didn't enjoy the uh, the third iteration of that like the rest of the public did? <sighs> dropped a refrigerator on him. 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 Dropped a 
Yeah, that was the best part of the whole movie. Dropping refrigerators on people. It's always great. Yeah, especially when it's superhuman Michael Myers who could probably easily move that refrigerator. But sure, whatever. Yeah, there's two great things in that the finale of that trilogy. One, dropped a refrigerator on him, and two, smashed your face into a microwave. I liked it when we got to hear the cramps. Mm-hmm. That was cool. Oh, man. You know what? Guys, if you want to hear our full review of Halloween Ends, listen to our last episode, episode 93. Probably our best episode. Damn right. Easily. Uh, but apparently David Gordon Green is really good at cunnilingus because he got Alan Burstein back. You know who I wish was tackling this? You know, I was going to say that. Our Lord and Savior, Fede Alvarez, uh, he's been laying low recently. I think he got some heavy criticism for one of his past projects, which I don't really agree with. But, uh, you know, I think we're ready for the second coming, or even third coming, of Fede Alvarez. Oh, my man, but guess what? He has bigger fish to fry because he is bringing us a new... Oh. Alien trilogy. Yeah, well, that was the rumor, right? Like, let's uh, let's. It's get not a this. rumor. It's not a rumor. This is confirmed. That's confirmed. Fede confirmed. Alien trilogy. Fede. 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 He's great, right? He's just, he's the best at uh, rejuvenating franchises. I wish Fade directed everything. I wish he raised me as a father. I wish you raised me as a father. <laughs> I wish he taught me how to love as a young man. What are you, my dad? Now, you're a big fan of The Witcher, right? Absolutely. Well, I got news for you, Haas. Oh, no. uh, the Witcher Season 3 will be coming out, but it is also the last time we are going to see Henry Cavill because he's dying (laughs) to star as superman that's right that means Geralt is going to be replaced by no other than justin long alleged rapist justin long will be starring in the witcher season four that's right he's probably the other guy uh hemsworth uh yeah chris hemsworth uh brother (laughs) infinity pool yeah by baby cronenberg finally got an r rating because originally it was nc-17 but with a little bit of editing he was able to get it down to an r rating good you mean little brandon the uh creator of possessor yeah brandon cronenberg the man behind possessor canadians fucking jesus christ we'll call him love him because cronenberg is clearly the canadian god the canadian cthulhu himself very very interesting filmmaker uh possessor was phenomenal mm-hmm. i know greg you're a big fan of it i love, love it. it yeah I, I i've seen it, was... it i love both of them i love all generations of the cronenberg family so we all love possessor uh antiviral is pretty spectacular too but his next film starring mia goth and alexander scaresgird infinity pool yeah the film follows james and m who are young, rich, in love, and on vacation. Their all-inclusive resort boasts island tours and gleaming beaches. 
But outside of the hotel gates waits something much more dangerous and seductive beyond the edge of paradise. It's actually kind of confusing. I don't know what the fuck this is about. Yeah, I'm a, I'm kind of trying to figure out what you're getting at there. Like, what's outside the gate? I Apparently, the movie is going to have a lot of fucking in it and a lot of drug use and oh. uh, a lot of violence. So this is like a, a home video from Justin Long's house. <laughs> Brandon Cronenberg recovered a VHS tape from Justin <laughs> Long's personal safe. And he's calling it Infinity Pool. Stay away from that gate. And, uh, Greg, I know you're going to love this. One last thing before we get into our movie of the week. Uh, Daniel Harris. The Daniel Day-Lewis of the Harris family. And Scout Taylor Compton. uh, You know those two have a podcast together. Yeah. So Scott Taylor Compton played in Rob Zombie's Halloween movie as Laurie Strode. I believe it's called Straight Outta Compton, yeah. Yep. And uh, Daniel Harris, of course, we know from uh, Halloween 4 and 5. Yes. Who plays Jamie, Laurie Strode's daughter. Uh, They were at the premiere of Halloween Ends. And on their podcast, they completely shit on the movie like the way we did. Mm -hmm. But here's the fun part. I guess at the after party, they went up to Jamie Lee Curtis. They met her for the first time and they were like, let's get a picture. You know, all the scream, the Halloween scream queens together. Jamie Lee Curtis had no idea who the fuck they were and was like, security, get these two bimbos away from me. Whoa. Yeah. Could you imagine fucking like going up to the, the horror queen icon? Like you've been in the Halloween franchise, two movies each. And you're like, let's make this happen. Let's make this picture go viral. And Jamie Lee Curtis just fucking big leagues you. She actually called them bimbos. Yes. That's both harsh and incredibly old school. I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I imagine she said it in a fun tone. Well, when's the last time you heard somebody say bimbos? Not Jamie Lee's old school, man. Yeah, it doesn't happen anymore. No, I'm going to bring it back. I'm going to start using bimbo. I like that term. I like bimbo. I like uh, I like bimbo for, uh, you know, an annoying female. And I like clown for an annoying male. I've been saying broad a lot lately. Oh, that's because you're a sexist. Yep. Yeah. But apparently Jamie Lee Curtis was an absolute bitch the whole time at the after party, which, I mean, rightfully so. You just closed the Halloween franchise, the Halloween ends. I mean, it sounds like it. You're you're adding more context to the story. You you just said that she was being humorous and cheeky about calling these two women bimbos. uh, But then now it sounds like it was much more mean spirited. Column A, column B. Did she forget her activity that morning? <laughs> Things were a little uh, compacted. Maybe affected her attitude. You know, she was probably traveling, and if she's like uh, me, I like to eat a lot of cheese before I travel. Mm-hmm. Really binds you up. She is a spokeswoman for loosening of the bowels, so I can only imagine things get a little tough little uh knotted little clay like every once in a while oh god i <sighs> you know what danielle harris don't take it personally jamie lee curtis was trying to to give birth to a clay brick that morning <laughs> well my man i think there's just one thing left to do before we get into the movie of the week and that's apologize <sighs> again right so okay. and as per tradition I 
we'll go first. Please do. Normally, with the apology corner, is that we apologize to a celebrity, uh, maybe something that we said that was a little off color, a little off kilter. Uh, but but us? this never. But this week, I'm gonna take the time to apologize to the fans of the show, mm. and more importantly, I'm gonna apologize to you, Greg. Oh, what? Wait, what? Yeah, you see, last week, if you listen to the episode, mm. my rebuttals. Oh well, I mean that's fine. Yeah. Uh, we don't need the ratings. If you listen to the episode, you can hear a lot of my comebacks and <laughs> my quips were just simply fuck you and uh, uh, oh, fuck off. And I uh, I wasn't really making a lot of sense towards the end. You know, come to think of it, I was heartily offended by your tone. Uh, the reason being is that I just out of nowhere accidentally, mind you, got incredibly drunk no no what yeah yeah i uh i was drinking jack daniels number 27 gold maplewood finish which is about a thousand dollars a bottle oh is it i think you're cool yeah it's absolutely delicious greg what do you drink i have a straw in a ziploc bag full of coors banquet that was recently vomited up by a homeless man that i met on the way into the studio this afternoon uh continue yeah, I um I kept drinking and drinking and drinking because it's so good oh. and it goes down so smooth. It does. That uh some point in the middle of the news, and uh I know you left this in the episode where I actually said I just got really drunk out of nowhere. I'm gonna try to be professional and get it together. I did not get it together. It just got worse and it oh. all went downhill from there. So to Greg, hey. the fans, oh, and more importantly, Winston Churchill. Yes. I'm sorry, and I apologize. Woo! All right, my man. So I guess I'm up, huh? Yeah, you're up. Well, my apology uh, this time is to the audience at large. Oh. Our wonderful, loyal listeners. Yep. Yeah. Last episode, during our Halloween Ends review, uh, for the sake of comedy... I both applauded and encouraged random acts of violence, including infanticide and bodily bridge throwing in the first degree. That was inappropriate of me, and I really hate to give the impression, the wrong impression, that I am a violent person. I assure you, I am not. I'm just an alcoholic. And that's not illegal until I decide to drive home Let's say 45 minutes from now. Oh, yeah! Awesome! I do hate kids, though. Thank you. Very good. Very good. It was a very <laughs> sincere apology. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I don't apologize. Okay, Greg, I think we're going to conclude probably our greatest month in the history of DTS. And I'm talking about October. 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 Now, originally, this month was supposed to be New Metal November, Bear. also known as November. Yep. But we're scratching that shit. We'll have that for next year. 
We're continuing our bear theme, and we got something else really fun in store for you next episode. So stick around for that. But my friends, we are covering 2015's After Dark's eight films to die for special Unnatural. Unnatural is a story about a photographer and his group set out in the dead of winter for the Alaskan wilderness to take advantage of the limited but beautiful daylight. But they are met by an experienced hunter and local lodge owner who instills fear within the group by telling them the legend of Maneater, a bear that has fangs and claws sharper than man-made metal. Unnatural is an Arctic bear apocalypse starring Ajax, Audrey Horn, and a giant fuck-off polar bear puppet. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, a very... uh... Very bear-like, very cold, very uh, Ajax-ish. Okay, yeah, everything you just said makes perfect sense. I'm glad it did. Directed by Hank Braxton. Hank Braxton is also the guy that brought us Snake out of Compton. Mm-hmm. Dragon Soldiers. Yeah. Jurassic Hunt. Did I want to get The Monster. Hold on, Jurassic Hunt? <laughs> Did I hear you right? Jurassic cunt. Say that one more time. Jurassic cunt. Jurassic cunt. Yep. Jurassic, Jurassic cunt. cunt. His masterpiece. Jurassic cunt. I'm a big fan of Snake Out of Compton. I can't wait to sit and watch that. You know, I'm actually pretty excited to go home and watch Snake Out of Compton. I, I'm totally going to go home and watch. I, by go home, I mean walk five feet away and watch Snake Out of Compton. Hold on to you. Cunt. All right, Greg, without further ado, let's get into my favorite part. Yay! I said part. Of the show, our list of characters. All right, fuckface. Our first character is Ajax. Fucking A. Yeah. He's an Alaskan hard ass, a survivalist, a bear battler, yeah! a bit of a ladies' man, and I have to say, he's a terrible actor, unless you count the warriors in which he is fucking perfect. Yeah. This is James Remar, as you know. You know what, man? We don't got to talk about him anymore. He's fucking Ajax he's from Ajax. the Warriors. Yeah, he's yeah. Ajax. He's also he's also Raiden. Sure, pal. Sure. Yeah, but he's Ajax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also the God of Thunder. And he is terrible at delivering lines. What's your problem? But he's really good at chopping them up. Fucking right on! So next we have a character I like to call Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill? Yeah, he is Ajax's best friend. Whatever. A fellow survivalist, he's the radio operator, and he basically just amounts to bear food. That's right. Greg is talking about Graham Greene. Mm-hmm. If you don't know who that is, you can find him in Dances with Wolves, Maverick, yeah, The Green Mile. Okay. And these are all good movies. Antlers. Sure. American Gods. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but uh, more importantly, you could find him in Red Dead Redemption 2. Who'd he play? Fuck, I don't know. Moving on, our next character is Audrey Horn, who you may recognize from the classic TV series, Twin Peaks. She is a bear scientist in the employ of Leyland Palmer. 
Yeah, uh, Greg is Greg is talking about Sherilyn Fenn. Oh yeah. Uh, as uh, he mentioned, Audrey Horn from Twin Peaks, the only woman uh, I've ever loved. What a pussy. <laughs> yeah, she's also in Of Mice and Men, uh, Losing Addison, SWAT, Immortalist, and ah, uh, uh, geez, you know what? The only one that really matters is Twin Peaks. Speaking of Leland Palmer, in this movie, he is the Steve Jobs of ill-conceived genetic abominations. That's right. Greg is talking about Ray Weiss. Mm. Uh, you may remember him from RoboCop. And Twin Peaks. But more importantly, RoboCop. I'd buy that for a dollar. Is that what you were waiting for? That's what you were waiting yes, for. thank you. Gotcha. Sayonara, Robocop. That sounds like fun. You know what? Ray Weiss is also in a very, very good found footage movie by Adam Green, which is called Digging Up the Marrow. Have you seen that one? You mean like from the center of a bone? Yeah, but it's about the ground, like stuff in the ground. Oh, so it's a metaphor. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, I don't tend to really like films that have metaphors in them. It uh, makes my brain hurt. Hey, retard. <sighs> I'm going to pound the living shit out of you. Digging Up the Marrow is really fucking good, dude. This is a movie that we will review eventually on our next Found Footage theme month. Fucking A. And next up, we have Melvin. Who the fuck is Melvin? Well, he's a fashion photographer, a bear skeptic. He's a hipster nerd, a cultural appropriator. A premature ejaculator and a total bitch. Kick that pussy's teeth in. This is Ron Carlson, and he is in absolutely nothing important. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's actually terrible. I was not impressed by his performance. Yep. So then we have Delena. I think her name was Delena D. D Diana, something like that. Fuck, I don't know. <clears throat> Oh, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She nope. is his incompetent assistant. She's meek but courageous, shy but stalwart, true hero of the modern age. She is a totally useless character. She does nothing through this whole movie. She's actually in a really good movie called Dead Ant. Oh, yeah, Dead Ant with, uh, with the ant, yeah. Tom Arnold. Yeah, it's really, it is not bad. It's It's actually pretty fucking good. Uh-huh. Yeah, highly recommend Dead Ant. Starts off strong. That opening scene is actually pretty fucking cool. Oh, with the tittery. Yeah. You got yourself a topless girl being chased by a giant ant. She's the girl That's from Zombievers. Fuck, that is her. Yep. Dead Ant is so goddamn good. It's about an ant. Um, Dead Ant? Way better than this movie. I would make the argument bears are better than ants, usually. Because they're bigger. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> this, this, <answer. laughs> Fucking, this is like a Donald Trump speech. <laughs> bears. We, we got the biggest bears. Bears ants. clearly better than ants. Much bigger. Too big, if you ask me. Ants, yeah. very small. And then what movie would be complete without a blondie? Mm. She is a model. She is a fragile drug addict. She is an unapologetic racist and a shitty member of Generation Z. Well, this was 2015, so I think she's a millennial. Suck my dick. I'm sorry I said that. 
That's okay. I didn't mean it. Asshole. And next we have Nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. Who is an intense Alaskan native, an ice fisherman with a mysterious past. He is a harbinger. He is a bear prophet. And he also actually kind of just dies really early in this movie. He doesn't do much. I would say his most well-known role ever. And you may recognize him from this. I may. He plays the janitor in Sylvester Stallone's 1986 motion picture, Cobra. I knew it. He was the guy from Cobra. Bingo, bango, whammo, flammo. Banana sandwich. Fucking right on! Fuck you. Seriously. Well, we got just one more. I think you probably know where I'm going with this. The big one. The most important character from this film. Dead Ant. The star, really. The uh, the titular, unnatural, the man-eater himself. Call the notes! Those losers couldn't even kick a chick's ass. Well, <sighs> he's a bear. No. Oh. Yeah. The bear. The titular bear. He's a bear. He's a bear. Yeah, he's a bear. Good. How would you like to get into the plot? All right, my man. So we get the opening of the movie where we have three women and one mustachioed gentleman hopping out of a helicopter and they are greeted by ajax and ajax's entourage yes our heroes are now arriving in alaska and as you said ajax welcomes them to the cabin looks like a shithole to me where they will be staying for the next few months or years or something who really fucking cares i think they're doing some kind of photo shoot they're doing some modeling some kind of thing doesn't really matter they're in alaska and this is where Ajax drops a line where you uh, kind of are revealed to the type of character he is. And he says, oh, you're pretty brave bringing three women here. <laughs> I can't even handle one. Hey, Toots, those are some great moves. You want to get it on? Yep. Oh, oh, come with me, princess. Ajax regales his new friends with the tale of the man-eater, which is a bear born with a vengeful spirit intent on murder and mayhem and apparently he uh i don't know anyone who shows up he just starts talking about this it really kind of came out of nowhere you nervous or something kid yeah that was kind of like the first thing he said he shook their hands and just started talking about man eater and then uh, welcome to alaska uh, have you heard of the man eater yeah but then one of the broads mentions how cold it is and ajax says yeah negative 20 degrees which i find to be absolute bullshit most men experience shrinkage at this temperature, but not Ajax. Not Ajax. He's always hard, ready, willing, and just raring to go. Just tucking it right into his sock. Look at this stupid thing. Oh! Meanwhile, scientist Audrey Horn alerts her colleagues that a genetically enhanced super bear has escaped in their science facility. And, I mean... Don't want to give anything away here, but uh, they all quickly get That's right. I couldn't tell if this was a secret lab or a weird vet office. It doesn't matter. Bear escaped. Scientists got eaten. Fuck. That's right. Uh 
so then we got our group of heroes sitting around a dinner table with Ajax and Ajax's crew. Yeah. Where uh, the man in charge of the models, the mustachioed man, uh, you had a name for him, Greg. Help me out. Well, that's Melvin. Melvin and the chipmunks. That's right. Uh, Melvin does uh, starts revealing the type of man he is by saying, uh, "Oh yeah, yeah, no, this is gonna be a great shot. Maybe we could get some of those Eskimos in here. Maybe we get some of those Eskimos ice fishing, which clearly is upsetting." everyone at the table oh yeah because there's like six eskimos sitting at the table with them yeah they uh i don't think they like to be called that we're gonna need a whole lot of chicks and a bunch more beer if it's gonna be any good no they prefer to be called uh shit i made that up by the way i don't know what the fuck that meant it sounds like what they would be called right yeah i don't know man i put i put manias on everything okay eat shit asshole So later that night, Melvin and his girlfriend have awkward, unsatisfying sex until they are cock-blocked by a mysterious chuffing outside their window. Yeah, there was minimal tittery in this scene. Very disappointing. And Ajax is told by his friend Buffalo Bill that a storm is coming in. Ah, fuck! So it's uh, probably about time that we warned everybody, made a couple of radio calls. I don't know what the fuck his job is. But I am literally praying at this point to all that is holy that we're about to see a Baronado. I would love nothing more than to see a Baronado, Greg, right. but we don't get that. No. Instead, we just get Melvin attempting a bikini photo shoot out on a frozen fucking lake. Who really cares about this? I don't. Does anybody actually want to see this? No. I want to see bears. So... It's just all fucking uncomfortable. He's got his women in bikinis in the Alaskan tundra. Shit sucks for everybody. Blondie is menaced by a taxidermy animal uh, while she goes to take a pee. Chicks dig that kind of stuff. Everybody freaks out. And uh, I don't know what happens from here. Who fucking cares? Uh, You know what? From here, they go back to the lake. They do the little photo shoot thing. They have uh, Nasty Nate drilling a hole in the ice for the ice fishing, fishing shot. He springs into action to save Blondie from the fucking animal that she's freaking out over. And it's clear that he suspects the presence of the man-eater. The man-eater! Man-eater bear! Fucking A. Whoa, here she comes. Watch out, boy. He'll eat you. Oh, here she comes. No singing! No singing! No singing! No singing! No singing! Come on! Needless to say, everyone is spooked by the presence of the man-eater bear. Bear! Out of fucking nowhere, Melvin's girlfriend gets grabbed from below and pulled into an ice fishing hole by a fish. Chicks dig that kind of stuff. Just kidding, it's a bear! It's a bear! Bear! Now this, my man, is the most entertaining part of the movie. I'm watching this and I'm like, boy, this movie really sucks. And then this happened and I'm like, okay, this movie took a fucking turn. awesome this is gonna be great uh but it turns out (laughs) this is the only scene like this oh it's terrible but at this point ajax rips off his shirt (sighs) throws on his warrior's vest look at me asks melvin if he's going yeah grabs his rifle and goes on a bear hunt i guess i gotta save your ass now huh he finds a pile of goo that used to be his best friend nate (sighs) and gets jump scared by audrey who is basically a popsicle Oh, yeah. Audrey uh, left the lab. 
She crashed her car, and now she ran into Ajax. Yeah. Come on, hotshot. Back at the cabin, nobody seems upset enough after what they just witnessed happening to Melvin's girlfriend, and he wastes no time hitting on Blondie. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Buffalo Bill goes outside to do something unnecessary. He fucks around in the dark, snowy wilderness for a while, and, uh, well, he gets bared. He gets bared. Bear! The one thing about a bear, especially the bears of the movies that we've been covering. Oh, yeah. They don't knock. Mm-mm. They just come right in. Yeah. Those bears don't even wipe their feet. Uninvited. No, they just come in and they go, nice couch. Uh-oh. You can buy more, honey. And the five figures say to the face. Slap. What are you going to do about my cubs, Eddie Murphy? <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine's a hell of a drug. I can't say no to that. Son of a bitch! At this point, Blondie decides her best bet is to get high and take a bath, which is awesome. On pills. Oh, yeah. That sounds like fun. Ajax eulogizes Nasty Nate's death, saying he was one of the good ones, which I have to say comes up just a little bit racist in this context. Yeah! Not yeah, a great a, choice of words, AJ. It's implying there's a lot of bad ones. They were a bunch of pussies. Uh, but uh, Nasty Nate, he was one of the good ones. He was one of the good ones. He wasn't yeah. an E-word. Whatever. And this is where Audrey reveals that she's been working for Leland Palmer this entire time. Oh, humping yeah, bears yeah, full yeah, of goofballs yeah, and creating yeah, the perfect yeah. killing machine or something. I'm not totally sure. Yeah, they don't really explain why. What, just making what? mutant bears. Just yeah, like what, 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 what? What's going on here? What the fuck? This is supposed to be like a. Uh, uh, is there environmental? A yeah, I don't know, is this for war? Are they trying to send these bears to Iraq or something? I don't. I don't know. Are are these bears going to assassinate the president? I mean, if you're thinking about sending them to Ukraine, you got another thing coming because the Russians basically train against these motherfuckers. Shit. The bears train the Russians. Yeah. You kidding me? That ain't gonna work. Nope. If you want killer military bears, you should send them to I don't know France. Oh, absolutely. Maybe Sweden? I mean, Putin is like 90% bear. I mean, more or less. Yeah, I think his mother was a bear. Maybe they could send him to Mexico to fight the cartel? They got chupacabras down there. Which, as we all know, chupacabra's number one predator is the bear. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, I mean, we all know it. This is just stupid. This is like the, the spider that ate the fly, like the, the woman who ate the shoe or whatever the fuck that book is. Yeah, if you're yeah, gonna, yeah. If you're going to send a bear after a chupacabra, then you have to send a yeti after the bear. Of course, of course. What would you send after the yeti? The Mothman? Yeah, probably the Mothman, yeah, because he's okay. got wings. And so that gives him an advantage. That's what, To get the Mothman, you got to get one of those bear sharks. Well, no, you need a bug zapper. Oh, big one you need like one yeah. of those electric tennis rackets you don't even really need that you could just like get a high-powered lamp like a lighthouse mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a mothman will just be entertained for hours yeah it'll fly right into that shit yeah and honestly you could probably just well it's occupied with the light just shoot it in the back of the head you get a big old naked willem dafoe up there and you're all yeah. set it's a bold strategy cotton let's see if it pays off for him that's right man so now ajax goes looking for buffalo bill and finds yet another pile of goo. And he retreats back to the cabin, 
before getting bared. Fuck that. And bear. he decides that this now means war. Yeah. He gets strapped, loads up his snowmobile, and goes on the offensive. These freaks fucked with us one too many times, so let's finish them off. Oh. But instead of a bear, all he finds is Audrey's crashed truck. And that's where he finds out that Audrey was actually an evil scientist yes. who genetically modified the bear with a wolf. Yeah, they were combining him with fucking like shark DNA or something like that. Wolves, Sharks, fucking knows? wolves, centipedes, owls, vultures, uh, rats, cows, mongoloid children, Tasmanian devil, Komodo dragon, Freddy Krueger, the king cobra, Black Mamba, Black Widow, Rattlesnake, Cottonmouth, Kings, Wicked Clowns, Whoop Whoop, Whoop Whoop, Whoop 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 Yeah, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Arsenio Hall. Fuck this shit! Right about now, the Maneater shows up once again, huffing, chuffing, and Claw swiping the shit out of Ajax as he rides on his snowmobile. I could use a hand over here, man! Ajax is thrown from his sled, torn and limping, and is stalked by this bear shark through the Alaskan wilderness until he eventually collapses and hides himself in a tree-covered hovel. I really like that Ajax hops on his snowmobile and goes to take off back to the lodge. Uh-huh. The bear, like, straight up gives him, like, a, like it shoots him off the ropes. Boom, big clothesline. Yeah, but then the bear little, the bear fucks swipe. off. Mm-hmm. It just says the bear completely fucks off. He's like, little slice, and then fucks off. Like, that's it. Meanwhile, everyone else is fucking around back at the cabin until the generator coincidentally runs out of petrol. And some unlucky chump has to be chosen to refill it. Who's that going to be? Probably James Gunn. Yeah, it turns out it's Melvin. He grabs a fire poker and thinks about going outside. But then he sees the bear and reconsiders. Yes, sir. The man-eater rumbles the cabin from the outside, shaking its very foundations until suddenly it smashes the door straight off of his hinges crushing the only attractive actress in the movie. Chicks dig that kind of stuff. And dragging her straight to hell. Straight to hell. She's dead forever. Go fuck yourself. And this is the beginning of the great Alaskan bear massacre. (laughs) Ah! Good, good. Thank you. Melvin and Blondie escape outside to the truck while Audrey plays Jurassic Park in the kitchen inside with the man-eater bear. Clever girl. Melvin is retarded, so he almost immediately gets the truck stuck in a snowbank, but he lays on the horn like a jackass, which may as well be a fucking dinner bell. It's literally like a, hey, bear, come eat us. Yes, sir. And if you don't mind, allow me to take this away. Are you going to do the thing? Oh, I'm going to do the thing. Can I do the thing? Oh, do the thing, please. Yeah, let me finish this fucking movie real quick. All right, are you ready? Do it, do it, do it. Yeah.
Here comes the bear! The bear! The man-eater chuffs its way through the windshield and bears Blondie about the face and neck. Melvin falls out the driver's side door, and with a final fuck you to the polar predator, he bears the truck's gas tank with his lighter. Burn, fucker! This is a bold move, but the bear survives, menacing Audrey from afar as she weakly attempts her snowy escape. Just as all hope seems lost, Ajax arrives with a sled-mounted ice drill and deftly rams it into the manier's abominable abdomen. Now I'm pissed off! He handcuffs himself to a park bench and dies! Oh. Audrey gets promoted! Bears conquer Alaska! Everyone gets laid! And it's... The... The... I couldn't have said it better myself, Greg. Fuck you. Excellent job on that. I do love that scene where Melvin uh, explodes the truck oh, and yeah. says, Hey, bear, fuck you. Asshole. Also of note, uh, when Ajax stabs the bear with the drill, he says something along the lines of, Hey, stick this in your DNA. I don't remember what the line is. It was yeah, it. yeah, it was, it said, splice this into your DNA. I'm fucking you up good. And it was a Schwarzenegger-esque one-liner. Well, there you have it. 2015's Unnatural, one of the eight films to hey. die for. And uh, you know what, Greg? <laughs> I choose death. Okay. Uh, October has been very, very hard for us uh, because we wanted to stay away from the obvious ones and we wanted to go a little deeper into the bear horror territory. Yeah. Uh, it turns out there are not a lot of uh, good quality bear horror movies no there's a lot of bear movies out there but they're all kind of bad they're bear, all unbearable bear bear bad quality okay you get bear. it yeah they're bad bear. Uh, i am gonna give unnatural two out of five scaries <laughs> I I gotta give it the two because of our man Ajax. Yeah. Uh -huh. uh, you're missing three because of lack of tittery, terrible acting, mm -hmm. lack of tittery, sure. minimal gore, lack of tittery, yeah, lack and of tittery. lack of tittery. Yep. Yeah. Rewatchability, I'm gonna say slim pickings on this. Mm. Uh this movie was on Amazon Prime. It was recently taken off. It was also recently on Tubi and also taken off. I'm sure it'll pop back up again. Uh to watch this film, you may have to go to uh other means. Ah, uh, fuck this. Or rent it. Would you like to hear my perspective on uh 2015's Unnatural? Nope. I'm just kidding. Go ahead, baby. Well, I'd never like to see this movie again. Five out of five. Oh, very good. Either way, we showed those dicks who the real pussy are. <laughs> uh, well, I guess that concludes uh, October. I hope you all enjoyed it. I yep. know I did. Me I too. know my co-hosts enjoyed it very much. Me and October are, we're like two peas in a pud. Yep. Me and October... Are like two fucking two paws in a honey pot. I like that. That's hot. Me and October are like two bees in a comb. That doesn't make sense. Who writes this shit? Well, okay, guys. Uh, we have something coming up that's going to be a lot of fun for the next few episodes uh, for the duration of November. Uh, guys, if you want to get a hold of us, if you have any suggestions or you just want to say hi, 
shoot us an email at damnthatscarypod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how we're doing. Be sure to like and subscribe to uh, to the podcast also. And check out all the other shows on the BICBPD Pud Network. Network. That's right. Well, Greg, in closing, <laughs> why don't you love each other? Care for one another. But most importantly, take care and brush your hair. Wait. Oh, oh fuck. fuck. What? Uh, um, mm. I'll have what she's having. Don't forget the floss. It's not a bad life, just a bad day. If you shake it more than twice, you're playing with it. But most importantly, keep deep it spooky. Damn, that's scary. A kiddly divey too, wouldn't you? Open up that jar of Shelly Duvall's cautious and take a hit. Bear! <laughs>